Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. Sometimes I do sermons from the divine. In our household, we worship the Holy Trinity, Father of all of us, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I share music with you that I create or songs that are relevant to the topic that come to mind through the Holy Spirit's nudging me in being more spontaneous. I was watching a great movie, it's almost over, called The Foreigner with uh, Jackie Chan and uh, Pierce Brosnan and a couple other actors. It's actually really well done. It's on um, this uh, smart TV that my landlord placed in the room for all of us to have access to uh, the free, whatever those free apps are. I don't pay for any membership things, um, so it's got the commercials and whatnot. And as I was watching the movie, the Holy Spirit nudged me, and I paused it because I'm obedient and I listen to him. He interrupts my day, and I say, please do, Father, because he leads my life. He said, if you'd like to, are you ready for another topic? I said, yes, Lord, what's the topic? And he said, seared edges. So I wasn't sure what that meant. So I've been, I've been on the internet search trying to figure out exactly what he meant by seared edges. So at first I had seared edge and then seared edges and then what is seared edges? And I uh, came up with a, uh, there was a definition on a website. Now there's a new thing that just popped up pathology outlines, gunshot wounds. Interesting. Um, I think seared edges is kind of like uneven, just from what I've read in the few websites I've gathered from it. Uh, There are different purposes for different knives. If you are a chef in a kitchen, uh, I'm not. (laughs) Definitely not my lane. I do the bare minimum to cook my food Uh, when you've been forced into homelessness three times in three years you learn to be grateful for microwaves and quick easy meals so you can keep on with the assignment that the Lord has given you so I don't spend much time in the kitchen especially when uh, the last year I've lived in this house I've been bullied from the owner of the home got so bad I had to call 911 because someone was breaking into the house or so I thought. I didn't know who was at the house because she told me her friend wasn't coming over. That was like a week and a half ago. And the next day I got arrested because sheriffs abused their power and snipped my brake lights so that I would be pulled over because they saw that I there was a warrant out for my uh, a warrant for my arrest. Nobody told me there was a warrant because a previous employer, two jobs before, had ghosted me on my hours. I was a W-2 employee. I was so good at my job. I gave her $640,000 worth of value. Six different positions. She hired me to be a nanny, but she was expecting me to do six different jobs and one shift on my off week. She couldn't keep me away. She needed me so badly. She called me after hours 
asking me to show up the next day and I, my back was out. She didn't provide me medical against the law. I didn't show up one time and I let her know a few hours before she asked me to show up. I said, I'm so sorry, my back is out. I can barely get out of bed. I'm not going to be able to come in today. That was a Friday. The following Monday, she had moved her brand new boyfriend in and gave him my job. Prostituted an officer of the military for my job with no notice and didn't let me go. She never fired me. She's a coward. I imagine the seared edges has to do with the uh, Japanese knife sword that her daughter ordered on Amazon. My last day I was there. She says, she didn't order that. I said, yes, your daughter did order a sword, and it's on its way here now. You have no idea what's going on in your daughter's life. Her daughter was 11, and she ordered a sword off of Amazon. And her mom, so clueless, so out of it, so focused on her own sexual needs and trying to have a man fix her problems, for the third time. She already kicked her second husband out of the military by telling lies about him and she was still married to that man. Yeah. S-L-U You can fill in the blank. Seared edges on that sword that I saw. Her daughter was into martial arts. I loved that for her. It was a good outlet for her because she already experienced domestic violence in the house because her mother made poor choices and who she introduced to her children. She didn't care about her children. She didn't protect her children. I witnessed it. I lost my job because of it. She never fired me and owes me $11,400 according to the contract that she printed off for me. From our third party website where I received my payments through. Anything that could simplify her life, she did it. She simplified her life so much that she wasn't even parenting her children. And her children got onto that real quick. That's why her eldest daughter would call me on my off weeks complaining about her mother. So frustrated that her mother wasn't listening to her problems. I said, I'm so glad you feel safe to reach out to me. I was a safe adult that she trusted. I was trying to teach her mother how to set boundaries, to communicate to her mother that, hey, your daughter is reaching out to me when I'm not on the clock. So let's set up some boundaries. It sounds like she likes me around. I'm a stable force for her. She needs stability. You, she moved in her boyfriend, and then her daughter went from reaching out to me all the time to then screaming at the top of her lungs when boyfriend moved in because I was stability for her. I knew exactly why she was doing that. She was confused. There was too many different leaders trying to run the house and run over at her dad's house, her, her stepdad that had adopted her. That day, I said, we need to sit down as adults. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who this man is. Who's in charge here? His eyes lit up. They had conversations over the weekend about me. She talked shit about me over the weekend. I give zero fucks about what she said about me because it was all lies. She didn't spend any time with her children in the three or four months that I worked 
with her girls. One week I worked 96 fucking hours. And I wasn't there one time when she needed me last minute because she was irresponsible. And I warned her multiple times I had concerns about abuse. Her youngest child was being sexually abused from her oldest child. It happens. It's common. I communicated to her in email and verbally. She denied it, ignored it, until finally we sat down and talked about it in front of her boyfriend, active duty officer of the military. So I had an eyewitness in the room. And I said, did your ex, do you, do you suspect him of harming her, doing sexually inappropriate things? No, he wouldn't have done that, okay? How about his father? You've mentioned concerns about the parents, the grandparents. Well, I did, I did suspect he might have been grooming her. I said, okay, how long ago was that? Four years? Four years ago have you provided her any therapy because I already recommended she get into therapy because she was screaming at the top of her lungs at me for for getting her homework at her dad's house she was upset at me for her own choices because she was stressed and that's what kids do they don't know how to express their anger they have to be taught how and shown how to express their anger in safe healthy ways it's called anger management and her mom did the same thing. She, was, she learned that from her mother. Her mom was screaming at the top of her lungs because that's probably how she learned how she was parented and very stressful situation. She caused, she set up for herself and her children. Now, I'm a mandated reporter. So I was listening to her and I'm also a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and I put that in the email as well. Now, she hired me. If she chose to not look at my background and look at my content, that's her own fucking fault. I've been an ambassador for depression since I started sharing my story in 2018. I was featured in the Happiness uh, Organization's blog, what is it, the Project Happiness Organization. They've had the Dalai Lama on their DVD and Richard Dreyfus. Like, I got featured my very first, in the first year, in a very big, well-known organization in their blog. They posted it. Now, if she didn't do her due diligent research on me, that's her own fucking fault. Lazy ass rich bitch. I got no other qualms about it. She slandered my name, illegally got me arrested. I'm facing a year in jail. I got to go to court next week. I got to waste my fucking time because of her poor choices. And her daughter, her 11-year-old daughter, she's 12 now, but when she was 11, before her birthday, she ordered a sword, and her mom didn't even know. That was my last day there. I said, Lord, you're closing the store, aren't you, for me? He covered and protected me. I talked. I talked to my boss in front of her boyfriend again. I said, uh, are you aware that she ordered a sword? She didn't order a sword. Then her daughter says, I didn't order a sword. She's denying it because she's learned how to manipulate and lie because her mom is a liar and a manipulator. And it wasn't called a sword. It was a 12-inch, very long, seared blade. 
and her mom had no idea. It was only $7 from China. Yeah. That's what Amazon has allowed for our kids in America to do with mommy's and daddy's money. Yeah. Just get them a smartphone, let the smart device parent them, and then they're going to order a sword. Now, she was already training her daughter to hate her soon-to-be ex-husband. Two years before that, she left a loaded gun on the ground with her children unattended. Now, her eldest daughter was nine years old, and her youngest was three. And she, again, wasn't being a parent. She was in the bathtub. I found that out when I went over to X's house after she cut me out of the girl's life with zero notice. She didn't care about her daughters and how that might impact their mental health. To have an adult that they were working with and saw every single day. They begged for me to stay slumber parties. They wanted me to stay over all the time. She invited me. My boss invited me to move in rent free. Complete mental case. I was flattered. But I didn't want to add stress to my life. I needed workplace separation. I asked in email for a proper break, a space for me to have a break, my legal right to have two 10-minute, two 15-minute breaks and a 30-minute lunch because she moved her brand-new boyfriend in and it was very uncomfortable for me. And I couldn't even do my job effectively because I didn't know who this strange man was. How can I be a mandated reporter and protect her girls? When I don't even know who this fucking loser is that stole my job. And he had his own salary from the army. Yeah, that's against the law to prostitute your body when you were in the military. And he knew it. And he did it anyway. And I warned him. I said, she is no good. The Holy Spirit told me exactly what to warn him with because she had me, my boss had me communicate all communications with him after a few days. She told me another lie. She said she needed to get the nanny phone worked on and that she was going to take it to the T-Mobile store and then she just stopped communicating with me altogether. She just shut out, shut down completely. She already had left her car on running all night. She wasn't taking care of herself. She was not a proper fit for parenting and made another repeated pattern of the past by moving a man into her life to try to fix her problems that she's causing. It is what it is. I'm glad that the Lord protected me from being at that house when the sword showed up to the house because her daughter didn't have any anger management control and her mother refused to get her therapy. She already was training her daughter two years before that to kill the second husband. What do you think she's going to do to the third guy? That's why the Holy Spirit, I think, why he had me text message her second husband and say, look, you need to call this man. You need to call him at this time on this day because we don't leave any soldiers behind. If you're in the military and I'm a veteran spouse and I look out for all other veterans, it's the right thing to do. And I also look out for children. And this man had no idea what he was walking into. 
but I had three-ish months of working with her every week and analyzing the situation and listening to her lies and hearing how angry she was at everybody. Every single person was doing her wrong, even the school. So I went, I asked my boss permission. I said, do you mind if I have lunch with your daughter at school? She actually encouraged me to do that so that the schools would see me and I would be positive PR for her family, for her divorce case. That's what she told me. She said, oh, this will look good for me. Sure, go ahead. So I went and I had lunch at separate times with both her girls. And I went a second time to her youngest daughter's school because she started having accidents every single day at school. She was having major anxieties. She was having accidents because she was afraid, she was stressed, she couldn't communicate, and her mom was negligent. So on the way to school, I took her to school every day, and she would talk to me about Jesus. She received hope and truth on the rides to school. Now, I tried my best not to talk about Jesus because her mother asked me not to, but it's difficult when children are initiating the conversation. So I said one day, I said, hey, how would you feel if I came and had lunch with you again? Maybe on my off week. Something to look forward to, since I won't see you all week. She said, that would be awesome. Could you do that? When, when will you come? She got so excited. So I went and I talked to the ladies in the office. I let them know what was going on. I said, she's having a little bit of separation anxiety. She's, their mom's got a new boyfriend in the picture, and I just wanted to make sure that she's okay and give her, some, give her something positive on her off week when she's not at her mom's house. She said, she loves you. We see, we see you coming in every day. That's absolutely fine. I, I knew the office ladies. They knew who I was because I was the one that was being the parent. I was taking the girls to school. I was picking them up. I was communicating. I was doing everything. I turned into instant mom. And the school, I was evaluating because her, the mother, my boss, was saying that they were not good. So if they weren't good, I needed to find out for myself. And the school was perfectly fine. A top notch. There was even a veteran. Uh, I could tell he was, he was probably uh, medically discharged because he had a missing leg and he was spending time with his son. They had waiting tables for parents to come and visit their kids at school. I was like, wow, that's really cool. I've never seen that before. They wanted parents to come and visit and everybody had a sticker. There was a visitor and all the adults would come in and check and verify that you had your sticker to make sure they knew who was at the school to protect the kids. It was very well organized and I loved it. And this lady came up to me and I saw, uh, maybe like 40-ish year old lady. She was so positive. Her energy was so pure. And she said, I am a hugger. Do you mind if I give you a hug? I said, absolutely not. Let's do it. And so I was like, you know, it was my first time ever meeting this lady before. And she introduced herself. She says, so uh, are you a parent or what's going on? I said, no, I'm actually the nanny. Um, I used to teach in the schools, though. I really like how this is laid out. She goes, oh, you're a teacher. I said, well, I used to. I don't have my license for the state. It costs too much money, and they got a five-month wait list at the Capitol. And they're not going to back pay me for all the missing uh, amount of money that they, they would owe me. So she's like, I get it. I get it. I said, plus I make two times more working for this lady. So she says, oh, well, good for you. I said, so what's your situation? Are you principal? She says, no, everybody keeps asking me that. I just accepted a position as a vice principal role, though. She said, I just finished my credentials in my program. I said, oh, that's awesome. 
said, which, which one are you nannying for? So I told her, she says, oh, I subbed in all the schools while I was finishing in all the classes, while I was finishing up my credentials on my, on my off days from my, from my school. And I know exactly who that is. And she is such a sweetheart. She's such a hard worker. I said, really? She says, yeah. And she loves Jesus. I said, she does. She really does, doesn't she? She goes, oh, yeah. She'd been planning her birthday party for a year. It was going to be a Jesus-themed birthday party. And uh, I was asked by my boss to help organize it. She kept asking me to help, but she never gave me time to do anything with her to plan anything. She would just say it in the air, and then nothing ever happened. And finally, uh, she had rescheduled a meeting that the three of us adults, her new boyfriend, me and she, had tried to uh, set up to help add revenue to the family and help bring the family together. This was a second rescheduled meeting. She rescheduled it on the day of her daughter's birthday. She had forgotten her daughter's birthday, her own daughter. She asked for the meeting Friday evening. Last minute canceled. Rescheduled it for Sunday, my religious faith practice day, and supposedly her also religious practice day which should be a Sabbath. Uh, she was showing me all the Jewish holidays, introducing me to her uh, Romanian Jewish faith system, and I showed up reluctantly on a Sunday, even though that is my, I like, I prefer to have Sundays off for my um, Sabbath. But she was my boss, so what are you going to do when your boss is cutting your hours with zero notice? And it's moving a new man into the house. And you are trying your best to keep your job while also trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And she's master manipulating and lying all over the place. So when I showed up with birthday presents for her daughter and a present packaged, I took a photo of it on the front porch because nobody was there. And she had one of those cameras on the porch. So she, I know, called her boyfriend and said hurry up and get to the house because as I was walking to my car he is speeding into the driveway with his friends and all of his the remaining of his belongings he was moving in and he says wow you look really nice what are you all dressed up for he was the one that rescheduled the meeting for Sunday and pretended like he didn't know why I was there bunch of cowards bunch of thieves he made his choice. He said, you got, you got a date or something? I said, yes, yeah, something like that. And I walked off. I never talked to him again. I never reached out ever again until the Lord told me to warn him to get out of the situation that he would lose his military status over his choices. Very poor choices. I texted her the photo of the birthday gift. I said, he told me she was getting her nails done. I said, obviously, your nails are more important than your children. You've made very poor choices. This is the second rescheduled appointment. My attempt to help you bring yourself closer to your children. You have chosen to abandon and neglect your children. You have chosen to put your children at risk for an abusive situation. And you have not communicated 
with me. What is going on? You've made very poor choices. She never responded to that message. I imagine the birthday got moved over to dad's house and she was probably sad about it and decided to go get her nails done. She desired to do the Jesus themed party all year long, but getting a boyfriend ended up being more important than uh, taking care of her daughter and her needs. She was more focused on making so much money having two full-time jobs to pay the four lawyers for all her court fees. Ignoring me when I said, I'm concerned your daughter's being abused from your eldest daughter. Refused therapy. I'm concerned your eldest daughter just ordered a sword. Ignored me. Her daughter denies it. She believes her daughter. Um, she showed me the image. You might want to ask her one more time. Okay. What did you get? What did you order? She told me herself. My boss told me herself she was concerned at what her daughter was ordering. She had no control over what her daughter was ordering because her daughter had hooked up with her sister, her aunt, and her aunt was verifying all of her orders and processes. And her aunt wasn't even at the house. She had no parenting skills whatsoever, and she was allowing smart devices to parent her children. But she told me she didn't want the devices to be controlling her children. But she didn't have any discipline, and she wanted me to discipline her children. And then she wanted boyfriend to discipline her children. She made poor choices. That's not being a parent. That's being an irresponsible, rich brat. And when people call you out on your shit, you throw them in jail. Yeah, no. That's called an abuse of power, and that's what our president is doing right now to Trump illegally. That is communist activity and uh, acts of terrorism. Abuse of power, wasting the resources of the county we live in. And uh, her ex warned me. He said, you be careful how you approach her. She's not to be trusted. I said, I know she's not to be trusted if she's already got you kicked out of the military. She's very smart and manipulative. Now, I imagine that you've done some things. He said, yeah, I own up to them. I said, but I imagine she wasn't faithful to you. Because I've seen how she's behaved around this man and talked about other men. She's loose. And her, and her daughter, her youngest daughter, five years old, she's now six. Even she knew it. She said, my mommy goes on dates all the time. Kids are honest. I paid attention to the environment. I didn't judge her, but I did listen to her. She knew what she was doing was wrong. She told me she wasn't giving her body away to any of these men. Lies. Seared edges will come and bite you. Because if you pull out a knife and it's got the seared edge on it, it's going to tear the flesh when it comes out. That's why fish hooks are very painful, right? Because they've got the opposite hook coming in. They, they, it's, it's designed specifically 
to catch the fish, right? There are special hooks to get them released. When you have a seared edge, when you have those, those ridges, it's supposed to cut through things. And if you stab something and you pull it out, it's not going to be the same as when you pushed it in. It's going to be way worse. So how can we tie that in to spiritual warfare? Because that's what I'm thinking that the Holy Spirit desires for me to talk about. It's like, why in the world did I have to go through all of that frustration? Why in the world did her daughters have to go through all of the terrible decisions of her as a parent? And she's still allowed to be a parent. Now, I reported to the schools her behavior because uh, CPS, not to be trusted right now, they are maxed capacity, and I've heard from many of my Christian sources that do not believe in or allow for the child sex slavery, that there are many CPS organizations that are involved in it. That's how sick America is right now. 49% of child abductions occur around the world are they start in America. They are abducted from America, and then they are sold into the child sex slavery ring. I made the best decision to protect those girls that were my responsibility. And I emailed both of the schools so they would keep a watch on their mother and their father because there was sexual abuse allegations on his side. And now he knew that. Because I texted him information and I said I will be he invited me to be a witness in court earlier in the month of August and then all of a sudden he stopped communicating with me now he said he wanted me as a neutral party witness but when I told him some stuff that the Holy Spirit revealed to me oh then he didn't like it because then he might lose his parenting rights both parents questionable that's up to the Lord and to the courts to decide. But if I didn't stand up for those girls and protect her youngest child when the evidence was clear that she already was trained and thought that sexual abuse was normal and touching parts, private parts was acceptable. It's not, it's not normal. It's not acceptable. You shouldn't be doing that with other people when you're five years old. You shouldn't be facilitating it in your playtime with Barbies. That is exactly what psychiatrists do. And how do I know that? Because that is what I experienced when I was five years old. Because I had already learned that it was normal. Because it was happening for two years. And the same thing happened to this girl. The Lord sent me to protect her. And her mom ignored me. She fucking ignored an adult that was telling her the truth of what I witnessed. She didn't have time to listen to me. She doesn't deserve to be a parent. That's why I'm going to court this coming week on the 15th at 9 a.m. Because I told her the truth. She didn't protect her children. That is the job of a parent. She told false information to the authorities saying that I was harassing her and her family. And that I reached out to the schools illegally. No. I'm a mandated reporter. And when I told the police, excuse me, the sheriffs, when I told the jail guards, 
they released me right away. I told them my husband protects President Trump and I have been falsely arrested and this lady owes me $11,400. And she ignored me when her children were being abused. Yeah, both kids. Her youngest being sexually abused, 100% confident. Her oldest sister had been doing it for four years. Her eldest child was being abused from mom. Emotional abuse, neglect, found out she was not allowing her girls to eat meals at some, at some points on purpose, forcing them to be punished from meals. That is old school war, World War II tactics. We have since grown from those style of parenting. That's actually considered abuse in our definition as mandated reporters. I did all the right things and I am facing a year in jail for her false allegations slandering my name so she will have account I will be suing her entire family seared edges I made very good choices I make very good choices I protect children at all costs even if I'm sent to jail for it Our nation is in shambles right now. People are just throwing people in jail because they are so stressed, maxed out from all the bullshit lies. And uh, all the officers that heard the truth from me gave me good advice. Don't pay for lawyers to expunge it. That means you got to plead guilty. Why should I have to pay for lawyers at all? I'm married. I'm a veteran spouse. I reported child abuse. I asked her for money that she owes me. She never fired me. She technically still owes me $30 an hour, 40 hours a week. So... The check keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And she stole time from the two companies that she worked for because uh, I was there and she wasn't working most of the time. She was stealing company salary from the two companies that she worked for. And I know where she works, or at least where she used to. Very poor choices, very poor choices. And she knew that I have high-level protections from the presidential security team. I told her that. I told her I was trying to move on and date other people because my husband forced me to move out. I said, it's been very confusing. I have no idea what's going on in my life. And he asked for a divorce, and then he refused to fill the paperwork out. She knew I had dated a man. She knew because... She asked me while I was on a date to come and take care of her dog because she was out for a weekend being a slut. Yeah, and I showed up with that man that I had gone on a date with. It was my first date. Yeah, he came to the house and he fixed her lights out in the front. Yeah, that man, he's not in the circle. He disrespected me. He was probably paid from the Democratic Party. 
and uh, he introduced me to his mom. He loved that I knew about the Bible and I knew how to find scriptures, but then he disrespected me. So his mom reached out to me on Easter Sunday. It was like, hey, happy Easter, da, 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 because I took her out to lunch. I'm a nice person and I'm family focused. And uh, I told her, I said, I have no idea what's going on with your son, but uh, I hope he's doing good. She goes, what are you talking about? She had no idea that her son had disrespected me. And uh, he had gotten out of prison. I don't judge people. He told me he was honest about his situation. He had stolen some things and he wasn't doing that anymore. He had broken rules to come visit me. Yeah, he left his county. I think he was paid for the Democratic Party to damage my reputation. It is what it is. He made poor choices. And I called him out on it, and he apologized to me over the phone. He said, I think I need to apologize to you. I said, I think you're right, sir. Glad you figured that out. I give zero fucks about what anybody's opinion is. I'm nice. I'm nice until people prove otherwise. He did apologize to me. He said, I'm so sorry. He tried to get back with me. No. Fuck you. I'm a married woman, and my husband had to separate from me because Biden tried to have us killed. Yeah, I married the top, most fierce assassin for President Trump, and they tried to kill us when my husband asked to retire. I've had the f most fucked up last year and a half. It's been astronomically asinine. And people have tried on purpose to damage my reputation, to cause confusion, so that they could win a contest by narrowing, neutralizing the playing field because their lady that they paid a lot of money to promote was having an affair with one of her board members. And her husband was beating the shit out of her for 10 years and they wanted her to stay married to him. America doesn't care about women. Our leadership does not care about women on either political party. Because if Trump really did care about women, then he would have got on camera and he would have said, my man, my top guy, his wife, her life was threatened. And he would have said what he needed to say, but he didn't do that for me. So I'm not very happy with either leader in our government, but the Lord told me that Trump is going to be in office next year. So I'm obedient to him, number one. And uh, I don't know all the things that goes on. I'm not going to pretend to know all the things that goes on in Trump's life. I know he's had multiple death threats, and I imagine Melania has as well and their family. So I'm going to respect him because he is a leader of our government. But I've been royally disrespected over the last three years of this ridiculous contest, and we are 40 days away. 40 days away from me meeting all the presidents. Most of them, I have zero interest in meeting. But the Lord said it's going to happen. We're going to sign contracts to bring unity back to America. The Democratic Party's top security man is going to sign an accountability contract in front of my mother. And apologize to me and my husband in front of my mother. For asking me to suck his penis and was paid over a million dollars to do it. Yeah, this lady that got me falsely arrested, she's such a small gnat in the big scheme of what's happened to me in the last three years. 
She's just another speed bump on my way to my destiny. And she could have had a positive feature in my book. She desired to help me get it published. She made very poor choices. She's now going to be a villain in the second version. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to be sued, and I'm going to make money off the book royalties. Yeah, and I'm not going to keep any of that money. That's going to go 100% to the Hope Foundation. <laughs> Which is for all the uh, security team that protect all the presidents of the United States of America. And they all know. They all know her information. <laughs> Nobody's going to turn Aaron's book down. Everybody's going to want to read that. It's going to be a bestseller. I know it. And uh, I can't get in trouble for any crimes because I'm not keeping any of the money. <laughs> you know what they say about uh, politicians. Is if you're considering becoming one, you have to consider being a criminal first. So uh, you have to play like them if you're going to be at their level. And... Uh, I have a, a real respect for our first responders and our veterans. And I am throwing my money where my mouth is. So that idea just came out to write the second version of the book and to have her included in it. <laughs> and no one, no one can arrest me for it because she's already getting me arrested. Yeah, she already got me arrested. And now I'm facing a year in jail. So if I go to jail, I'm going to make money off of the story. <laughs> oh, the father loves me so much. And uh, he loves you as well. He loves you very much. He's already shared with me that I'm going to create therapies for judges. I imagine I'll also create therapies for inmates. And what would be the best way to create a therapy than, than to actually go in and live with them for a while. So I'm not hoping or wishing that I go to jail, but if I do, the Lord's going to provide, excuse me, he's going to provide ways for me to keep my mind focused on, on positive things. And, and I'm going to profit off of it. And I'm going to distribute that wealth to the poor. Yeah. I've already committed because the Holy Spirit nudged on my heart that it would be a great idea long before I got a smartphone. Long before I had, uh, let's see, I might have had a smart, it might have been right when I first got the smartphone. I was singing on a worship team in Federal Way, Washington, under uh, Casey and Wendy Treat. They're the head pastors there. And uh, their daughter, Tasha Masitha, she's uh, married to uh, a gentleman from South Africa, and she helped to uh, encourage me when my dad died and whatnot. I took a pause after after dad passed away, but uh, for a while I was singing on the worship team that was streamed all around the world on, on TV, and they actually planted the seed, the idea that they were working towards being able to live off of 10% and giving away 90% of their income. That was something that um, Casey and Wendy were doing. He was a survivor of uh, drug addictions 
from Spanaway, Washington, where I grew up. And uh, my mom's best friend, Rebecca, went to high school with him. Yeah, such a small circle. Such a small circle. And um, when I was singing on the worship team there, a little bit before I started singing, when my, uh, my friend from my direct sales company had introduced me to the church and um, brought me there, I heard Pastor Casey say that out loud that that was one of their family goals, their relationship goals, was to live off of 10%. So I said, wow, that would be a neat idea for me to do that too. And uh, the Holy Spirit reminded me of that in the last year or so and said, why don't you just start doing it? So in the next three years, once I turn 40, that's my commitment. I've said it enough times that people... I think will take me seriously. I've tried to already give things away and people have blocked it on purpose. And I was going to sell my EP, my first EP. We got it recorded for free from a, uh, I recorded and then a producer had done it. And then I paid another producer to upgrade some of the songs because the first producer hadn't done any music production for a few years. And it just, it wasn't, he did a nice job. He did it for free. You know, it was what it was. Um, and he's a former pastor as well, a real sweet, kind guy um, through my uh, Facebook community. And uh, the second guy was an a-hole. He was really good, but he was not fun to work with at all. And uh, I paid him what I paid him, and then I was done. I said, no, I'm not going to be working with you any further. He disrespected a veteran that was a part of my project and uh, tried to remove him from the project. I said, this is a veteran and first responders nonprofit. You're not going to remove a veteran from the project. Nope. I don't care if you work for Mark Cuban. I give zero fucks who you work for. If you're disrespecting human beings that are my friends, you're disrespecting me. So I closed that opportunity and um, had the songs finalized. Not not 100% to my desired taste. But it was the best that it could do in the time frame that I was trying to have it done by. So I could gift the 100 volunteers in 34 countries that stepped up to help launch our nonprofit ministries in the first year. Out of nothing. Out of literally, I started from homelessness. And by the end of the concert uh, in December, we had uh, we'd done 11 concerts that year. I hosted, I organized, I invited, I marketed everything. And a hundred volunteers stepped up to share the information online and started passing the message along and helped us get the momentum going and all of these TV shows sent their finalists and it was just it was such an amazing launch here there wasn't as much people that showed up because of espionage and people blocking my invitations from being sent out but I didn't care I kept being obedient to what the Lord assigned me to do in the last concerts we had um a presidential candidate from the Republican Party and President Trump and his wife showed up with their cameras off and they changed their name to keep it private, to not make any of us nervous that we're performing. I had a previous Super Bowl performer, one of my high school friends from the music company and one of my former colleagues from the hospital where Move Happy was first birthed. I coached her. I vocal coached her, helped her to get over her anxieties. And she got to sing for, for President of the United States of America. Pretty outstanding results, if I might say. 
and uh, I sang some stuff. I sang some covers of Tori Kelly's Christmas album that had just been released, and I sang my originals. I didn't keep any money all year long. I didn't keep a penny, and people on purpose, when I created the EP to sell, when I announced that we were going to do that and the intentions behind it, and I got legal coverage. I got advice from my husband and his buddies on how much I would pay for taxes to the government to make sure that everything was done legally. And these assholes in the Blackwater Alumni Group from the FBI, they hacked into my device illegally and they made copies of the music and tried to hide it in my trash can so that the NFT would be valued at zero dollars. They don't care about you if you're a veteran. That's what I've learned. They don't care about you if you have depression. That's what I've learned. I do, though. President Trump does and his wife because they showed up for me. The Holy Spirit revealed to me Joe Biden's money laundering website that looks like it's a fundraising website. I emailed him on the website inviting him earlier in the year and his wife, to be a part of our concert series. They chose to not participate at all. They chose to commit espionage, commit crimes, and block my concerts from having attendance. And were telling people that I was not a good person, telling people that I was suicidal, and on purpose sending people to damage my reputation all year long, sending me inappropriate photos of their penises. I've had to deal with so much disgusting men my whole life. When will the madness stop? We need to remove pedophiles from leadership positions and men that think it's acceptable to damage the reputations of Christians in America by telling lies and slandering our names and blocking us from making money. See your ditches. We'll bite you way worse the second time they go in. I want to give you some hope. The Lord's given me um, a Bible verse. Okay, so I'm going to the New Testament. If you want to follow along, we're going to go to 1 Thessalonians. <clears throat> which, which chapter, Father? First or second? 1 Thessalonians 3, 5. This is Paul, I believe, speaking. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter might have tempted you and our efforts might have been useless. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. 
Therefore, brothers, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live, since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Keep reading, Father. He says, keep reading. Okay, so chapter 4, living to please God. Finally, brothers, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more, for you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God, and that in this matter no one should wrong his brother or take advantage of him. The Lord will punish men for all such sins, as we have already told you and warned you. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore he who rejects this instruction does not reject man, but God, who gives you his Holy Spirit. Now, about brotherly love, we do not need to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other, and in fact... You do love all the brothers throughout Macedonia, yet we urge you, brothers, to do more and more. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders, and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. Okay, he says, keep reading more. Chapter 5. Now, brothers, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly, as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. 
You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. Now we ask you, brothers, to respect those who work hard among you, who are over you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other, and we urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. Be joyful, always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I urge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Yes, Father, he says to wrap it up. So I want to encourage you, if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord, and you desire to connect with him directly, that no matter if seared edge swords or people backstab you or people that say they're Christians steal from you after having you work way over and above your job expectations and then get you thrown in jail. There is a hope beyond all hope. There is a peace that passes all understanding and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with the Holy Trinity yet, you can have it. It's free. Just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this gift of salvation. I can't earn it. I can't buy it. You give it freely to those who believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, right now I ask, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to reveal to me when I make mistakes. Show me better ways to live and operate in the world. Father, I thank you. Thank you for this gift. I pray this in your heavenly name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to welcome you to the family. Your next step is to get plugged into a Bible-based church. You want to keep God first place. And, um, Father, is there any ask? this episode okay he says yep I want you to ask them to donate to your charity 
So um, our nonprofit arm of Move Happy is called Erin Nicole Ministries. It is a .org, so if you just go to that website, ErinNicoleMinistries.org, I'll spell it out for you. It's E-R-I-N-N-I-C-O-L-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S.org. And uh, you can donate any amount you are able to donate, and... I am believing that the team is setting it up properly so that no one will mess with the money for our organization. They've already messed with bank accounts already, damaging my social security number, but they're going to fix it all because I married the most fierce, trained assassin, and we're going to forgive all the people that have committed treason in America. They're going to be donating a lot of money, so if you're one of those people and you're feeling generous or you're feeling convicted, you can donate any amount, any amount of money. Just keep in mind that if you donate and then you expect favors from us, that's not how it works, and we're going to say no, and then we're going to refund you your money, and then we're going to announce it online that you tried to bribe us. Yeah. Ain't nobody messing with me or my family. Ain't nobody trying to buy our influences. We can't be bought. That's why Trump picked me. And all of his buddies love me. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Anything else, Father? All right. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.